What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. We could all use a good spiritual director. Everybody could. And I've got a spiritual director for you that you can access every single day. And that is Francis DeSales. He wrote a book called Introduction to the Devout Life, and he wrote it in 1608. And it is a book of spiritual direction for the average person, for the laity, and it is timeless. It's wise and it's good and it's readable. And it was in his day and time, it was believed by most of the clergy and the laity that heights of holiness, that growing in in virtue and holiness to to like a mystical union with Christ was something only for the religious priests and nuns and those clergy and not for the laity, that the laity were busy running their businesses, taking care of their kids, taking care of their lives, that they had more earthly pursuits to manage and that that necessarily wasn't for them, even though they were called to live a virtuous life, to be faithful Catholics. This growth in holiness was not necessarily expected of them and there wasn't a lot of guidance uh, for them. Uh, until this book came out by Francis de Sales. And when he was writing it, 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 it came about because he was counseling people through letters, lay people, every average everyday people. I mean, it was very overwhelming to him. I'll read a quote. I have more than 50 letters to answer. If I tried to hurry over it all, I would be lost. So I intend neither to hurry or to worry. This evening, I shall answer as many as I can. Tomorrow I shall do the same, and so I shall go on until I have finished. And and he did he did finish. These letters are what makes out that makes up this book called Introduction to the Devout Life. If you are fortunate enough to have a spiritual director, wonderful. You should still read this book because most of us can't get together with our spiritual director, you know, very often. I mean it might be once a month, once every two months, it's not very often. If you don't have one, you're looking for one. In the meantime, this is a great book. You can go all the way to the end, glean the wisdom, grow in holiness, and then you can start over and do it again. And again, it's really great. I'll give you an example of one of the things that I just thought is his easy way of teaching. And he's teaching to the laity. And here's one subject. It's about the attachment to sin. In other words, it's not enough just to cease doing a sin when you but what you really the goal to grow in holiness is to be detached from that sin not to want it at all and so he gives this example he tells a story and i've always remembered this story because it's humorous to me and it makes so much sense and i see myself in it that's why a man got very very sick and he went to the doctor and the doctor told him if you want to get well, if you want to live, 
you've got to quit eating melons. No more melons for the rest of your life. And so the man obeyed. He did not eat any more melons ever. But he delighted in melons. He raised melons. He bought and sold melons. He smelled melons. He gave melons to other people. He watched other people eat them and carve them and, and use them. He was all involved in melons, even though not one piece of melon went past his lips. And this is what Francis was counseling about. It's like, it's not enough to not just sin. You've got to be detached. The man shouldn't want melons anymore. He shouldn't be involved with melons anymore if this is the thing that is deadly to him, like sin is deadly to us. So that was one example that I thought, you know, was a very good example uh, of the kind of wisdom that's in his books. Once that was published, it became a hit. It was a success in Europe practically overnight. It's what people really needed and were craving. But some tore it up because there were risque things in there like Francis encouraged dancing and jokes, you know, a healthy, healthy life, right? But that, you know, didn't go over so well with some, with some people. So let me tell you a little bit about this amazing man. He was born in 1567 to a noble family in Chateau de Selles near Geneva, Switzerland. His father had ideas for him, what he would be, uh, involved when he when he grew that he would be involved in law and politics and he groomed him for that he sent him to the university of of paris and then the university of padua but during all this time and even when he was a young man he had this passion for god he loved our lord so much and he had a calling to the priesthood but his father wasn't hearing it right not at all so francis was obedient he was studying all these things continued to study theology at the same time at those universities, as well as law and politics and everything else. And then he studied fencing and writing so that he could, you know, live that noble life that his father had in mind for him. One day he was out riding on horseback riding. And on that day, he was thrown from the horse on three separate occasions. Each time he was thrown, his sword came out of the scabbard. And every time the sword and the scabbard landed on the ground in the form of a cross, three times in a row. And he just took that as a sign. The Lord did want him to be a priest. He, he needed to follow his heart. And so this meant confronting his father, which was not an easy thing. But anyway, they got through it. Finally, the father agreed that he could become a priest. And this was during the time of the Protestant Reformation. He went to an area that had been overtaken by Calvinists and he wanted, they had been Catholic before and he wanted to win them back to the church because he had a heart for souls. You know, Jesus's reason to come here, it was to battle Satan and to save souls and to, to take back his territory. That's why Jesus came to get us back. Sometimes we're so tolerant. In the name of tolerance, we're forgetting that there could be a soul lost there that we're called to evangelize. The church is a mission. We are called to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to everyone. And, and that good news comes to the Catholic Church. Evangelization, that is the mission of the church. Francis took this very seriously. And for three years, he really uh, tried to convert them. And at first, you know, it was tough. Like 
He got rocks thrown at him. He got chased up trees by dogs and he had to stay the night in trees and, and he got doors slammed in his face and everything else. He was in the cold. He got frostbite. All kinds of things happened to him during this time, but he was very patient. And it was through some of the children that he befriended and they realized he was kind and good. And then his parents came to trust him. And then the other thing he did was he adjusted to the time. He wrote up these tracks and he would slide them under the doors of people, explaining doctrine, explaining where the, what the Catholic position was and why it was correct. And this was really helpful. So he was adjusting to the situation. And we need to think about that in our day and time. We have to adjust to our situation and I'll make one suggestion. There's many good ones, but here's one that I think is really helpful. No one can argue with your personal testimony. You can, you can say something in as little as a minute, three minutes, 15 minutes. But when someone tells their personal story, Jesus Christ means so much to me because he did this in my life. This is why I love him. This is how he saved me. A personal story. It's not it's not a debate. It's not a tit for tat. You're sharing yourself. And when someone shares their self like that, it, it goes to the heart. There's nothing to argue with. It's just your personal story. They could think that you're silly and wrong and that you're misinterpreting the whole thing, but it's nothing to argue about. And people will respond to a heartfelt sharing a lot more than they will respond to being preached to or proved wrong. And Francis, he had this kind gentleness about him that once people got over their misconceptions about him, they befriended him. He didn't, he, 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 you know, had a way of winning people over. In the end, in this Calvinist territory that he was trying to win back for the church, they estimate 40,000 people returned to the Catholic church. And that was over a three year period. So one of the things too about Francis de Sales that I, I want to mention is that he found a friend in Jane de Chantel. He became her spiritual director and she was on a, a trajectory of, of extraordinary holiness, mystical union with God. And this prompted him. So together they both attained sanctity and they only saw each other for an hour or two every every not very often, maybe every couple months or less. And, and so it was really letter writing that they did. But holy friendships are really important. Finding friends who want to attain holiness will help us grow. Who, who when they correct us, because we all need correction, we don't see ourselves in the correct way. We see ourselves in a warped way because this world has fallen. And so they'll correct us with love so we can receive it. And we'll receive it from someone who loves it more than we will from someone else. And with suggestions and helps, you know, to grow in holiness. And you'll see this throughout history that often saints, they found each other and helped each other grow in holiness. And he did this with, with Jane de Chantal. One of the things that he said, you know, this is another example. I talked to you about the melon story, but here's another example of what uh, is, is out of the book that something that Francis de Sales would say, quote, to be an angel in prayer and a beast in one relations with people is to go lame on both legs, unquote. 
In other words, you can't be all pious in prayer and then act a different way when you're when you're with people. I mean, he gave advice like like how to behave around somebody who had really wronged you. How to behave around someone who really wronged you. Because that had happened to Jane DeChantel. She had a, her husband was killed in a hunting accident and and she had to sometimes be in the same company as the man who had accidentally wounded her husband and let that led to his death and how to behave you know whether it was an accident or it was more negligent than anything but it still made her angry because it was negligent and could have been prevented and how many of us have someone who's really wronged us but we still have to deal with them i mean this book is priceless and then the other thing about francis de sales that he kind of harped on and I'm guilty of this too. We all have to be so careful is that we shouldn't judge other people and we definitely shouldn't gossip that we should look to ourselves instead to improve it and be gentle and forgiving with others and ourselves. He wanted us to be to be forgiving with ourselves. How many times have we really messed up on something like really messed up and we just don't want to forgive ourselves? I mean, it happens. So we have to forgive ourselves just like we forgive others. He died in 1622 and the last, he had a stroke, so he wasn't able to talk very well. But what he did say was this, it was one word, one word, his last word, his last instructions to the sisters because he had helped establish an order with Jane DeChantel and it was at one of their houses that he was convalescing and dying. And his last instructions were this word, humility. And you'll find that humility is key through all his advice in his book, Introduction to the Devout Life. St. Francis de Sales, pray for us. It's been my pleasure to be with you today. Will you pray with me? Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, produced at the studios of Matriday Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit matridayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org.